What's good, everyone? You're listening to On Our Level with Sam and David, talking all things casual drinking, gaming, media, and entertainment. Uh, good evening, David. Good to see you as always. Do you want to start off by telling us what you're drinking today? Yes, good evening. Uh, good to see you too. So today I'm back to a, an old favourite again. I, I've, I feel like I've refined my palate and I just thought I might as well finish this bottle. So I am drinking a Bowmore 12 years aged. Very nice, very nice. Um, as I said, I've had this one before, but I will do a little review at the end. What are you drinking today? I've gone very different. Ooh. A little bit Pushing different. So out. I know we tried a, a cream liqueur not too long mm-hmm. ago. We did want to replace it, but actually my partner found the an Irish cream liqueur, which is Ooh. salted caramel Ooh. flavor. So yeah, I've gone for a similar kind of setup with just three ice cubes in my glass with some of this. It's from Tesco's. Very nice. 17%. She actually did point out that the ingredients, water, double cream, sugar, alcohol, and after that is Irish single malt whiskey. So, Oh, because I've, I've always wondered what like Bailey's and all that kind of stuff is because it's Irish. It is Irish cream, isn't it? So I guess it's, yeah. you would think it is whiskey, which it, I guess well, it is. Never know. I'm sure there'll be some coming up in future episodes. <laughs> it's worth having a look. But yeah, it does say it is Irish single malt, mm. but there is whiskey in oh, this. So. Very nice. It's very, so, yeah, uh, giving it a go. It's very Christmassy, seeing as we're, we're yes, starting yeah, to yeah. get into that kind of festive, uh, festive spirit. So the Baileys and the, what was it? Salted caramel Irish cream. Yes, that's it. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And what was it today? My, um, today, yesterday, my wine advent calendar mm. from Virgin Wines. I saw today. you put that, I think, did you put it on Instagram or you, you sent it yeah. as a message to me? Yeah. I, yeah. I've been very jealous of those. I, every year I'm like, oh, I'm going to get one of those. But um, it they never are, happens. They are good. And my dad's somehow managed to get a Scotch whiskey one that's as well, it. which yeah. I think... I'm going to have to look at next year because that is 100% a bit of yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. I reckon that'd be well expensive though. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't, don't want to know. No, that's cool. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So that's, that'll, that'll be my advent calendar for the year. Nice. A wine a day keeps the, the doctor away. Oh my away. God. <laughs> so <laughs> nice, nice. we'll give that a full go. So actually speaking of Christmas spirit, uh, we thought we'd switch it up a little bit seeing as it is December now. And this is the first on our level Christmas. For this month's episodes, we're going to completely change it. And today, we're going to be starting off with the games of Christmas past. Ooh. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's it. We we need that sound effect. We need to say the whole thing over it. But yeah, we're we're going to be talking about games of Christmas past. So we're just going to talk about things that we've revisited this year, um, games, film, and TV series, um, stuff that we've watched or have been released quite a while ago, but we've revisited and actually still really enjoyed, because I know a lot of us are still kind of enjoying the backwards compatibility on a lot of the consoles. Um, A lot of us hold some of our older consoles and, and give games ago which is great but yeah I mean I'm, I'm going to start off and kick things off by one that I know I've definitely mentioned on the series before and it's the original the OG Star Wars Battlefronts oh. that I recall playing originally on the PlayStation 2 yeah, nice so I visited revisited uh, the original 1 and 2 this year at different points um, because the Game Pass have blessed me with their presence I, I love these games um, these games were literally my childhood and I could play them for hours on end back in the day they were like the game the go-to for me and like I think I've said previously I still remember some of the cheat codes that used to oh, be available wow. <laughs> for them so yeah I think the Unlimited Health and Ammo one was a, a very popular choice back when I was a lot younger nice. and made it a lot easier were you, play- were you playing on on your PS2 or are you playing it on Xbox with backwards compatibility? No, so yeah, yeah, backwards compatibility. Right. So at different points the past year, both of those games were put onto the Game oh, Pass, right, which okay. was great. So I think also now as part of the Xbox features, they come with the upscaling, which surprisingly works rather mm. well. And I noticed a significant 
improvement in the visuals yeah. and, and gameplay. Um, they look significantly better than I remember them looking on the old kind of big box cube TVs with the glass screens. I think that's proper what I played CRT on. CRT monitor, like proper, yeah. yeah, wow. I used to have one of those yes. in my bedroom. They're great. <laughs> God, how we've moved on. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's how, how I remember playing it. Now I'm playing on my, my flat screen TV, backwards compatibility on the latest generation console, which is great. Um, I'm not 100% sure about Star Wars Battlefront 1 game, but the second version of the original Star Wars Battlefront games um, feels like it definitely benefited from the FPS boost that they've got on Xbox as well. Right. Okay. So I think there was an uptick in frame rates because I don't know what the frame rates were back in the day. Probably still 30, maybe a bit lower. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was a solid but, 30. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was significantly better. I mean, I felt like it was smoother. Cool. <laughs> These games were so much fun. I think my best, my favourite part about them was the Galactic Conquest. Oh, which nice. Was kind of almost like a kind of board game thing in the system where you'd each have a turn to move your your fleet around all of the stations you basically have to try and take over the AI's planet or your person sat next to you if you decide to play local player um, but that was really really fun and also the Legends versus Legends mode so you could set up your own custom modes where you had the Jedi's fighting the Jedi's but you also had people like Boba Fett uh, Jango Fett um, I can't even remember any of the other ones that were in there I, but I, it was just a lot of fun those, that was the classic mode for it wasn't it like where you could play these incredible characters I remember I think Darth Maul is on one of them or something it's like Darth Maul is uh, yeah, there's all the biggins, but I Galactic Conquest. I could never get my head around it. I, I, it was too much strategic thinking for me, and I was like, just get me in a game. Just let me shoot some people. Let me let me fly a, a a Tie Fighter around and like shoot some stuff up. I could never do the like, oh, plan your route and stuff. Which is why I think I could never get into like, um, oh, what the other, yeah, civilization and stuff like that. Just not for me. But, yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Because you could also buy like the the back to tanks, the garrison of troops, the auto turrets on on the the, the capture the capture points. You had like all of these bonuses you could buy with these credits that you accumulated, right. and then you buy each individual type of stormtrooper or I don't know droid, and you could upgrade your, your troops. You went, I just loved it. I loved the element of an FPS slash slight strategic slash board game style thing. Yeah, that's cool. But you know me, I love Civ, yeah. so <laughs> yeah. it's, it's 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 a great balance of the two for me. Right. Um, but <laughs> The, the one downside, and I've, I never really played the remakes or the, the rebrands of the Star Wars Battlefronts that I often just consider like a reskinned Battlefield game. Mm-hmm. Um, it never had the same feel. And the original ones, I don't think have multiplayer other than your local play. If they could implement that on the original games or through backwards compatibility, I'd happily play Dude, it and give it a go. That'd be so good. Because I, be so I, I used to play Battlefield 2. I don't think I actually ever played Battlefield 1. But um, yeah, number two, I have very fond memories of playing that game. It's great. And if they did have like online multiplayer, it would make it so much better. But you'd revisit it. Like yeah. you went with the old Call of Duty's, right? How, so. how does it look? Because you said it like it upscales the resolution and all that. But you said you used to play this stuff on like an old CRT monitor. And I feel like when you play game old games like that on an old school monitor, it's so much better than playing it on a new monitor, if you know what I mean. Like it misses, it loses that kind of like charm of what yeah, used that, to make feel it. feel of it. Yeah. 100%. Mm. I mean, it, it, it looks better. It looks more yeah, modern, but cool. it feels and plays exactly the same. That's nice. So it's kind of a happy medium, isn't it? It's like, it, yeah, it, 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 is, looks, it, it looks a lot better, but it still holds that core like, yeah, I love this game. 
it, it, the upscaling's not. I mean, like I said, you can notice it. You notice mm. the, the better resolution. And I remember booting up and thinking, God, this doesn't look like it's. I mean, it must be God knows how old now. Probably fifteen, something like that. Fifteen years uh, old, probably yeah. maybe something along those lines. And it didn't look that old. Mm. And I think it is just the upscaling of resolution that then fills those extra pixels in between to make it look a bit better. Yeah. But I mean, I, it was it was fun. But just that, that, I mean, that is my game of Christmas past. Literally, definition of my childhood. Can replay it again on the new console and I still enjoyed it. Nice. So yeah, Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2, the originals, mm. the originals. If they're ever on the Battle Pass again, go check them out if you haven't played them. Yeah. Even if you're, you're a bit younger now, you missed out, missed out. Yeah, those are great games, yeah. Absolutely, if they're on Games Pass, just just give them a go. They're great shooter games, and I feel like they they it the newer ones have lost a lot of that kind of like what made those old games special. So if they're on there, absolutely check them out. Yeah, I hold those in very high regard. <laughs> but, um, I guess it's my turn now. So I yeah my one of the games basically you know Halo Infinite. It's coming out. The multiplayer we've spoken about in the previous couple of episodes, I've been absolutely rinsing it. Um, I, before it came out, I wanted to get on that like hype train. I wanted to get my Halo fix. So I had Halo Master Chief Collection installed on my Xbox, Xbox One X? Xbox, yeah, Xbox One X. And um, you can get a DLC for it, which is Halo ODST. And I used to absolutely love this game. So I installed it and I smashed through like half of the campaign so quickly. But then Halo Infinite multiplayer came out, so I stopped. But um, Stopped you right in your tracks. Stopped me in my tracks. And I was like, oi, we've got a battle pass. Oi, we've got like a samurai armor event going on. Yeah, come and get it. I was like, okay. But um, yeah, I, I played a bit of ODST and this game, it's very different to all of the other Halos. Like, Halo is very well known for its its shoot 'em up tactics, like run and gun, like four v four multiplayer stuff like that. But ODST, it was such a different like breed of Halo. It's more of a you basically play this one character who gets separated from his whole uh, drop trooper like group, and it's more of like a a stealthy like investigation game rather than a run and gun classic Halo shooter. Um, yeah, not something you'd think from that. It's very clever how they do it. And um, you have this big open world. Well, it's kind of open world. Um, and you're trying to find out what happened to your team. And when you find like a helmet of one of your team members, you'll have like, it's kind of like a flashback or like a, it's, it's a visual of what happened to that person. And then you'll play that person and see how it all plans out. And it's just a great game. It's more... It's a lot darker and like stealthier than old Halo games. I this one you like run around with your pistol and it's more of like a a SWAT game rather than a run and gun. But um yeah, this one's a great one. I spent so many hours playing. I think it's fire fire team or firefight on this on this old Halo. And it's done exactly the same thing as what you were talking about with Battlefront um Battlefront one and two, where they upscale the resolution and the textures and it just looks so good. And it was... How old is it? It's a good couple of years old. It came out... Mm. Oh, God, when was it? I'm pretty sure it came out after Halo 3, but before Halo Reach. So it was kind of in between um, the kind of older games and the newer games. 
2009. Yeah, because it was. Mm. I remember playing this on my Xbox 360. I'm pretty sure. Um, Bungie, Bungie and 343. Yeah, because yeah, they worked hand in hand, and then they kind of like separated. And 343 are now in charge of Halo Infinite. But um, yeah, ODST is such a great game. If you if you like the kind of like setting of Halo, but you fancy a bit more of like stealthy kind of like using like detective skills and stuff like that ODST is a cracking game and it was dirt cheap as well because um I thought I could use my old ODST disc but it wouldn't work with Halo Master Chief Collection or something but it was like I think it was like three or four pounds or something to get this but um I'm looking at it now it's two quid quid. yeah dirt cheap it's a great game I absolutely recommend it wouldn't surprise me if it's on game pass either I don't know because it's it's a weird one because it's tied in with Halo Master Chief Collection. They kind of add it as DLC, but um, right, I checked that out. I, I might actually have a look into that because I did buy it before I got Games Pass, so it might be on Games Pass. But um, yeah, Halo. O- hey, I'm, I'm going to download it's that. Great. Though, you know? It is a great game, and the story is incredible as well. And like, it will give you more. Um, what's the word? It'll it'll make you understand more the kind of cosmetic items that are coming out in Halo Infinite's Battle Pass at the moment. Okay. Um, because there are characters that appear in that that are characters from ODST and also Halo Reach, and it, it kind of all makes sense. But yeah, ODST, great game. Absolutely. That is my nostalgia fix for 2021. But, um yeah, I did. For someone that's never played the Halo, like I've said in the last episode, yeah. never was a pl- never played Halo, never really gave it a shot. Mm. Now I'm like looking well, back. I sold and I'm you. Actually interested. Yeah, it, it yeah. is great. Because uh, the infinite multiplayer is great, and it makes me want to. Mm. Yeah, it's great. It's it was it was the the kind of next best thing until Halo Infinite mul- um, campaign comes out, but. Um, yeah, as as soon as that comes out, I'm going to be all over it. But that was ODST. That was my nostalgia fix. I did have a little side note of Trials Fusion in there as well, because <laughs> oh, this, this is another one where I was like, I'm playing too much Fortnite. I need I need something else <laughs> to break it to break up. Because yeah. otherwise, I'll just play Fortnite for the rest of my life, and I don't want to do that. But they keep dragging me back in. But um, yeah, <laughs> Trials Fusion was on the on the Games Pass, and it, this is another game that I played solidly. Like I. I'd keep playing the same track until I got like gold on every single one. And I think I'm like three quarters, well, yeah, three quarters of the way through the whole thing, like golded every single race track. But um, yeah, Trials Fusion gives me like big nostalgia fix again. But ODST is my, is my top one for this year for sure. Nice. Yeah. Two pretty solid games. Mm. Trial, Trials Fusion, Ray, Ray. Halo, O, ODS, T, o- S. ODST. ODST. Orbital Drop Shot Troopers stands for. Right, that one. I'll have to give it a go. Yeah. Great game. Great game. <laughs> okay, cool. Nice one. Pretty, pretty, pretty standard for us. Just kind of some nostalgic games there. I mean, I have also left a kind of a, a small slot in here for TV and film that we've watched over the last year. Again, I'll kick this off and I'm going to go straight in there. And I know... This is one that you're a huge fan of too. Um, a very unique TV series, I would say, um, and has you gripped to it like nothing else I've ever watched before. And it's called Mr. Robot. Oh, yeah. Possibly, I would say, the greatest TV series of all time. I, I think I would say, agree. in my opinion as mm. well. But 
quite frankly, I think it is possibly one of the best TV series of all time. There's just so much going on with it. And like, it's the, it's the like hacky side of it that really gets me. I haven't seen anything, if anything like similar to Mr. Robot at all. I've even tried like, um, cause I, I read as well, like in my spare time and I've tried to find like books that are similar to like the story behind it, like the hacking and the kind of weird psychological stuff that goes on. But yeah, I want to rewatch this. So have you been rewatching this this year? Well, this is like my third or fourth time, I think possibly (laughs) like, and then this is, is, I think four series. It's not a lot of series. And they're, I think 30, 40 minute episodes. Mm -hmm. I think some might even be shorter. It's really good. I mean, Sam Esmail, the director, Mm -hmm. actually, first of all, props to my old housemate, Tim, who is the person that made us all sit and watch it one evening. And we were just, hooked incredible sam esmail the director does an incredible job of balancing the incredibly complex storyline that he's made building tension whilst keeping you addicted and on a pretty much a cliffhanger Mm. i'd say literally from second zero to the last second of the last episode um without spoiling anything that you still don't have a clue what's happened at the end it's like it's one of those that just lets your mind run yeah. constantly i know i know desperate to watch the next i know episode. a lot of people won't like that like <laughs> like i know a lot of people who are like i just want to know if it's a happy ending i want to know if there's a payoff at the end but like it is just it is a cracking show i th- i honestly think this is one of my favorites of all time as well so i'm i'm really glad that you brought this up and I'm sure this this TV series warrants its own episode at some mm. point. I'm oh sure God, we'll talk yeah. about it in more detail. But I mean, again, I'll just touch base quickly. It's, the acting is incre- incredible. Now, those who probably know Rami Malek, who recently played the villain in the latest Bond film and Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. plays the perfect act of Elliot, who is the lead role, a solo hacker who doesn't do any of it for the money, but as he puts it, <laughs> rid of the world's corporate devils with a lot of their dirty secrets. Mm. It's it's just so good. And it's, oh, I just can't recommend it enough. I highly recommend everybody listening watches it. It's, and then once we come to revisit on it in an episode, we can really dive into it. That's a very good it. idea. It's very difficult talking about Mr. Robot without giving literally anything away. So I feel like when yes. we get to this episode, we're going to have to properly like figure out what we can talk about or not without giving yeah. anything away. And even those small, mm. like, I don't know, reveals or slips that you talk about, yeah. they actually end up being huge, mm. like monumental in the grand scheme of what happens in, in the series. So you can't even drop what you consider those small ones, which is a shame. I think it gives me an extra, like, another excuse just to rewatch it. Because I love, I love that TV show. So, yeah. Oh, what a good excuse. <laughs> yeah. I think it's an Amazon exclusive. Yeah. So anybody who has Amazon Prime, go on there. I think it's got one of the higher... I. IMBD ratings oh, really? as well so I, I, in particular the first series I wouldn't be surprised yeah it's great so yeah Mr. Robot definitely one for the Christmas past section nice so mine is extremely different <laughs> for my uh, my TVs and films of Christmas past so um, I'm up quite early in the mornings and uh, I have like a, an hour or like an hour and a half before I start work so sometimes I'll you know play some Xbox or I'll just put some TV on. So one of the TV shows that I've been putting on in the mornings is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And I don't know if you've watched this. Have you not? No, I haven't. Oh, no. It's great. The reason why it's like my nostalgia fix is because when I was at university, this 
and sorry, it's always sunny in Philadelphia and Archer, which is another great show. Um, were TV shows that by the same people that do? Is it Bob's, Bob's Burgers? Burgers? It's the same. The same voice actor does the the main yeah. character in both Lizzo, shows. You're right, and yeah, they yeah. even like one episode they have. It's like Bob's Burgers setting, but Archer's in it, and they it, <laughs> it's well funny. But um, yeah, these two TV shows were ones that I used to watch like religiously when I was doing work. Um, but yeah, it's just. I'm very surprised how they can keep doing this stuff because it's like, it's like South Park. It's really kind really of derogative. It's really derogative humor, like it's really dark mm. humor. The first episode, it's like uh, they always say it's kind of like Friends, where it's like the one where blah 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 blah, or the one where blah blah. But um, the first episode, it's like the gang, the gang is racist or something like that, and it's just littered with like really dark humor and stuff like that but i love it it's great um slurs it's very it's very like crude humor but i think there's like 13 seasons of it or something and wow is it still going it's still going i believe they've got another season coming next year um but it's got danny devito in it who plays frank who is one of my favorite characters in it there's charlie day who's the guy with a really high-pitched voice that's in everything um uh, there's I can't remember the other actors' names now. That's really bad. But um, there's, it basically started with four people, um, four friends who just wanted to make a, like a, a really horrible comedy show. Um, and then they pitched it to, I think it's called FX or something. It's like Fox Studios' uh, mm-hmm. TV mm-hmm. channel. Um, and then they got, they got bought and they've just made like loads of seasons and it's incredible. But um, if you're up for dark humour... It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is the one to go for. It's all on Netflix, 13 seasons. I think it's 13. It might be more. But um, yeah, great. It's just so good. It's just really just something stupid to watch when you're like in the mood for that kind of thing. But um, yeah, I definitely recommend that. I, I did, again, have another side note of something else <laughs> to bring up. Um, nice. And that's Scooby-Doo. One and two. <laughs> so I watched these with my girlfriend the other, I think it was like the other week or something. I've got them on DVD. And um, again, these are just like really good, like feel good films. And they're just, they hold up okay. Like the, the visual effects and stuff like that aren't like great, but it's just proper feel good films. And it's just like yeah. proper childhood. You need that, don't you? On like a Sunday sometimes yeah. as well, just to. Yeah, completely just crashed. Absolutely, it. it's funny you mentioned your your extra editions because I mean I'll throw something we both done in there as well. Is we did the cinematic universe this oh, year yeah. through during the lockdown earlier in the year. Yeah, so actually revisited all the original Marvel films as well, including Iron mm. Man's, which are possibly one of my favourites. Yeah. So another one that well worth doing if you've got your Disney Plus subscription. I think they've got them in order there as well. They do. So. They've got it in release order and they've also got it in, oh God, I can't remember what they call it. Cinematic. It's, yeah, it's cinematic or it's like uh, basically time when they're set. I can't remember it's what it's called. Yeah, the time, the cinematic timeline they've got it in. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I was going to mention that in this one, but um, yeah, I, th- I thought I'd leave it because we've spoken about Marvel and stuff. Loads. I know far too, <laughs> far much, too much, far too much. I'm sure we'll talk about it in our next episode, which will leave a mystery Absolutely. for the time being. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- I mean, that's just a few things from from the past nostalgic stuff that we played this year: bit games, TV, and film. Mm. 
I know people have been watching a lot of stuff in particular during the early half of the year due to lockdowns, a lot of us were locked inside. So it'd be really interesting to hear what you've been listening to this year as well. We'll leave that comment, comment section open in YouTube and we'll open the Spotify question for what you thought was the best TV or film that you've rewatched as a result of lockdowns or just out of curiosity or wanted to watch it again, just let us know. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll take a review of your drink now, David. Bowmore, come on. I know you've tried it before. It's one of my favourites. It is, yeah. It's, I think it's honestly one of my favourites as well. It's the, it's the the good, like, smoky, like, just hits the back of your throat, fire kind of whiskey that you look for. Um, I've got nothing bad to say about it, really. I finished the bottle, so I will be getting another bottle. Um, yeah. I, I'd give it a, a solid, solid 10, I think. Another one yeah, I will I buy Bowmore. again. Yeah, you're the one that actually got me onto Bowmore. So, yeah. It's so good. Mm. I think it was one of the first ones I had that I was like, actually, it's got some good, it's, peaty, smoky flavour to it. That's exactly it. It's proper, like, smoky. And I think it's yeah. I think it's one of the only kind of smoky ones that I have at the moment. So, it's very nice. But, yeah, I will absolutely nice. be having it again. But, um, how was your, what was it, Irish cream? Very Christmassy. Salted caramel. It was great. Mm. I mean, I've, since we got that custard liqueur from Christchurch Food Festival mm-hmm. not too long ago, I was going to get another one, like I said, but there's something about this kind of stuff in just ice that is incredible. Yeah. Like, I mean, I usually think to put it in your hot chocolate or a coffee or oh. something, but actually I think it's better neat with ice. It's just sweet enough. I mean, like I said, the first ingredients in the thing <laughs> are water, double cream and sugar, yeah, nice. which um, probably isn't great. You'll just be but, pinging off the I walls. Mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. But it's still really, really, really good. Um, Tesco is definitely worth having a look. And like I said, it still does have a little bit of whiskey mm. in there, albeit Irish. So um, Still keeping with the theme. Well, yeah, well well worth picking up. Um, <laughs> nice. But nice. yeah, I mean, that's been our first of our, I think, three or four Christmas episodes. Yeah. Um, so, so we'll round it off there and we look forward to speaking to you next time. Um, I've been Sam. And I've been David. Take it easy because you're now on our level.